right, here we are. Uh, week two, verse the second of foot washing, pierced. First one, I will pour out a spirit of grace and supplication, which we looked at last week. And then today, we will look upon the one that we have pierced. Jesus, we pierce him over and over again with our sins. Yes, he died once for all sinners. And yes, his wounds still visible bleed red for our pride and rebellion. Iniquities visited on us that we in our blindness pass on to others. Jesus' mangling at Calvary reflects our sin sickness. Isaiah writes, His face disfigured beyond that of any man, his form marred beyond human likeness, beckons to the transgender mob that took St. Patrick's Cathedral by storm last Thursday to honor John, that's the name I chose him, his original biological name, though I didn't find out what it actually was. John was a transgender activist being buried there at St. Patrick's. Sexually abused and bullied throughout childhood in rural Argentina, John came out as gay, headed north to the United States, where he assumed a female persona, Cecilia. He prostituted himself as a sex worker and an actor, playing cartoonish, larger-than-life females, as in uh, the streaming version of series Pose. He fought hard for trans rights and died young, as do most sexually wounded people who, who mutilate their own bodies and spirits. We look upon the one that we have pierced. The funeral in America's church, St. Patrick's, mocked Jesus. An atheist, John was fated in words and placards as the queen mother and whore by as many trans converts right there before the altar. While the priest sang Ave Maria, the crowd belted out Ave Cecilia. The crowd seemed unconcerned for his soul. They had taken over St. Patrick's to enshrine him as a goddess, their Ashtoreth, whose demons demand devotion through perverse sexual rites. We look upon the one that we have pierced. Pope Francis may have applauded. Is this the church going to the margins, the Jesus who dined with sinners? Or is it the world converting the church, like the zealots of the French Revolution who paraded prostitutes in Notre Dame Cathedral? In the same autumn that Pope Francis extended blessing to include same-sex couples, Francis gave the trans-identified freedom to be godparents and baptized in their other sex persona, a false self, if you will. 
Francis Neris Advisor on LGBTQ Issues, New York City Jesuit, Father James Martin, said of the event, to celebrate the funeral mass of a transgender woman at St. Patrick's is a powerful reminder during Lent that LGBTQ people are as much a part of the church as anyone else. And I thought Lent was about conversion. We look upon the one that we have pierced. Most of you reading this are horrified by this funeral at St. Patrick's. We underline our Bibles and catechisms and worry about our children. Our greatest temptation is to pull a Noah's Ark. The world is damned, as is much of the church, so let's hoard our resources, homeschool till heaven, fortify our paneled homes, and pray away the gay. We may even, like the Pharisee, thank God that neither we nor our children have those problems, as in Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. We look upon the one that we have pierced. We will be judged, not as much for our chastity as for the generosity of our mercy towards those like John who probably never really knew that mercy. St. Patrick's Clash asks of us, how do we love the soft kid in school who's bullied and abused and tempted by demons to adopt a false self? How much do we pray for and make every effort to keep the conversation going with a beloved adult version of John, a neighbor, a co-worker, a son or daughter, a friend? Do we believe that Jesus and church can surround such a one as to liberate something truer within so he can shed all the glitter and drapery and become himself? For our unbelief and sloth and self-protection, we look upon the one that we have pierced. Lent is as much about giving as it is about fasting. Father Martin is not the problem, nor is Pope Francis. They're just really confusing in the area of sexual identity and redemption. Really, the problems are our unbelief and smugness and inactivity. Lent gives us room to repent and do what we can to ensure that our churches are kind, clean houses that welcome the fractured and bring them into wholeness through Jesus. Abby, Marco, and I just had the privilege of helping a group of priests-to-be at America's biggest seminary to become clean and empowered houses themselves. Why? So that they have real authority to make their future parishes real heavens, real havens, rather, (laughs) of healing and chastity. It was the best Lenten gift I could have asked for. Jesus is on the move. No other gods, no other cure. Only the cross discovered by broken people together in his beautiful, disfigured face. Together, we look upon the one that we have pierced. Thanks for joining me.